Welcome back, Sharks fans, for another episode of the Shark City Podcast. This is the Shark City Podcast for April 10th, 2022. Oh man, uh, topics for this episode will include the pops and gimmicks in Sharks hockey recently. Uh, Bob Bugner perhaps staying for one more year. And we'll review a list of potential general managers for the San Jose Sharks. But before we dive into all of that, let's catch up on the latest news in Sharks territory with The Current. So the Sharks have played 71 games in the NHL 2021-22 season. And they are 29-33-9, ranked 7th overall in the Pacific Division, 23rd overall in the league. Uh, Timo Meyer has reached 70 points on the season with an assist on Tomas Hurdle's 28th goal in last night's loss to the Canucks. Uh, Timo would need 13 more points to be tied with Brent Burns and Patrick Marlowe at 9th overall in Sharks records for most points in a single season. Uh, they have 83. And the Sharks have lost 6 games in a row. So the last win was March 24th at home against the Ducks. Since then, the Sharks have only earned one out of a possible 12 points in the standings. All right, what's going on, everybody? I'm Aaron James, the Shark City Podcast. Uh, let's just get the whole social plugs right out of the way. Follow us, if you are not already, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, at Shark City Hockey. And um, feel free to engage in this show, whether you are watching or listening live on Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, or Instagram Live. All right, so... Um, you know, it's a Sunday fun day. Pretty chill and relaxed over here. Two hot, scorching days um, here in San Jose. The first day, of course, was the news that was broken to all of us. Doug Wilson stepping down. So it's been a couple of days since then for us here in Sharks Territory to kind of digest, um, you know, everything that's going to, you know, go down and surround the club in the future with their search for a new uh, general manager. Um, so with that being said... You know, I feel like, you know, we've pretty much we've reached that point in the season where the Sharks got to get you to tune in, get you to show up to the games, right? Because, you know, this is the third year in a row where they're going to miss the playoffs. So it's about to get real gimmicky in Sharks territory. Uh, first point, just first point I got to say, uh, Sharks signing Redeem Simic to the wing. Come on, really? I mean, that definitely, for me, it's like, come on. Like, we have Brent Burns, an actual, like, not just, you know, a Norris Trophy winning defenseman, but an actual winger. You know, that's how he was acquired. That's how he started his career in the NHL. Uh, you know, he was drafted as a winger. Um, so the fact that they're putting <laughs> Redeem, I, I, it's laughable. But the fact that they put him up, obviously, you know, it's just like a fourth line. You know, uh, switching out and whatever. But the fact that they're using him on the wing, I mean, to me, that's just like, you know, that's just bait. Hey, tune in. We're about to have this guy on the wing. That's just bait. Uh, you know, the Sharks, they have commercials for us to watch, you know. So we have to tune into the games. Um, so, yeah. Other other things that are kind of for me, like, um, again, they're, they're just more t attention-grabbing moves. Or, or attention-grabbing news. You know, it's just something to kind of keep the fans interested and kind of keeping the Sharks hockey a little bit relevant as this season you know, concludes is uh, Logan Couture. So, uh, you know, yesterday, Logan Couture kind of made big news uh, in Sharks territory for what appeared to be, you know, having a mouthful um, for, you know, his teammates, specifically 
what it looked like on the television was, you know, the interaction was exclusively with him and EK65. Post-game press conference, Couture clarifies that, no, it was for Burns, Meyer, and, you know, uh, Eric Carlson. So a lot of the Sharks territory kind of like, all right, hey, you know, this is a little little too late to try to, like, you know, speak up and show – you know, the leadership and try to, you know, own that captaincy patch that's on, you know, um, right there on, you know, by your shoulder. But, hey, you know, the Sharks have to build on something, right? So, I mean, accountability has to start somewhere. And apparently accountability was Bob Booner's, you know, forte this whole season, right? Like that was his, that was his big thing that he holds the guys accountable. So uh, whether or not, you know, this is, you know, his, um, you know, Boogner's game plan kind of like being live in action now, like it's starting to set in with the boys, you know, that that could be debatable. But uh, again, this just feels like another insignificant event in regards to the season overall. You know what I'm saying? Um, with, you know, the whole drama on the bench. And um, you know what? At the same token, even though it's already been reported that, you know, I'm not trying, I'm not suggesting that there are any locker room issues and it's been reported that that's not the case even though it wouldn't be the first time any of us heard that story. But this just this just kind of feels like, um, you know, like what, what if this is the beginning of a narrative in Sharks territory where the big contracts may no longer be happy to be in San Jose? Um, obviously, you know, uh, EK65 has kind of been a turnover machine as of late. We're not going to really get into, you know, the game performances on this episode. Uh, just because, you know, you know, six losses in, in a row. I mean, nobody wants to talk or celebrate a loss. But uh, back to the point, though, EK65 has been a turnover machine and what appeared to have been an opportunity blown that that resulted in a scoring chance, which has kind of also been, uh, you know, routine for him as of late. Uh, It seems like maybe Couture finally uh, popped, finally finally snapped and had, you know, had a little um, feedback for him as the clock, you know, went to zero those final seconds of the game. So, again, you know, um, whether or not, you know, that could have waited to go, you know, down the tunnel or in the locker room is is one thing, you know, maybe it was a heat in the moment. But again, I just feel like, you know, this is just one of those like little actions or little like, you know, events that occurred in the game that is just giving us, including myself here in Sharks Territory, a talking point. Like there's really nothing, like nothing really is going to like uh, manifest from Couture and the Carlson um, whole uh, beef going on in last night's game. Anyways. And again, you know, who knows, you know, although I'm sure they'll be quick to deny any locker room beef. After all, the whole locker room issues been well, well gotten rid of. Okay, we all know who, you know, they were pinning all those issues on. Well, he's no longer on the team. And, you know, I highly doubt that they're going to say there's any issues now because that has supposed to escape Sharks territory. It's supposed to have been disposed of, so to speak, hate to say that for lack of better terms. So, yeah, um, you know, maybe maybe, maybe this could be the start of actually, you know, these guys looking into the teams on their, uh, you know, trade clause. You know, they all have a list of teams that they would accept a trade to. And with the whole news of a brand-new general manager about to be, you know, coming on board here in San Jose, and even though they've expressed – a bunch of times they're not interested in a full rebuild. They've also commented, they've also put it on record that if that's the direction of GM, the new one wants to go, uh, you know, then that's that's you know what what they'll be up for. They'll learn from it, as they said. 
Uh, so who knows? You know, maybe 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 some of you know it's the end of the season. Everyone knows what's going on. You know, the the Sharks they lost six in a row. Not like there's any incentive to win. Doesn't look like they're trying to make it to the postseason, anyways. But um, who knows? Maybe this this fallout could you know um, can manifest into something bigger. Where now you know like if there is any issues between like you know the big contracts, the eight by eights. You know, the 11.5s, we all know what we're speaking about here, the salary cap, the salary cap guys. If there's any issues between them, maybe there'll be some, you know, cause to make some further transactions in the future. I don't know. I'm just speculating at this point. Um, again, not trying to insinuate there's a locker room beef because that locker room issue no longer is present. But, uh, I mean, you never know. The Sharks, obviously, you know, they're not going to admit and they're not going to commit to full rebuild unless someone from ex outside the organization aka a future new gm forces their hand so um you know i i pay attention to to that side rather than you know just oh you know there's um trying to single out ek65 for for poor play or whatever anyways uh, i think i've kind of stretched that one out longer than i had to um so you know Speaking of, you know, the future of the Sharks, I want to get into Bob Boogner potentially having one more year. The previous episode, I kind of um, elaborated into why I feel this is going to happen. I just kind of like uh, wanted to say it again because there are suggestions floating around out there, especially after like, you know, these, it's been six losses in a row. Okay. And these games are close. I get it. And the Sharks, you know, they may not have, to sound cliche, the depth to like, you know, perform and you know, win these games, especially when they're tight, close games. But in, in all reality, like, um, I mean, and I've said this before, you know, like, I feel like Bob Booner doesn't have a winning game plan. And I was hurt. I've heard that, you know, I've heard it floating around out there that regardless of the results of these, of these past few games, there isn't any sign that Bob Booner has lost the locker room. And in fact, the Sharks are still executing his game plan. So, um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, who, who writes this stuff? Um, you know, if that's true, then then what we've pretty much said, you know, is that Bugner's game plan is, is kind of like, you know, mediocre play and not necessarily, uh, you know, fully competing or, you know, I don't even want to break it down because I'm not, I'm trying to keep the, the podcast, uh, this today's episode from breaking down gameplay because it's just, it, there's, there's no point in, you know, like trying to dissect a loss again. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, this this could have happened this way. This can happen that way. This balance, this, et cetera. You know, there's just no point at this at, at this stage of the season. Sharks are, are not going to the Stanley Cup playoffs. Um, and that's pretty much the story. But um, yeah, you know, I just feel like Bob Booner doesn't have a winning game plan and that could be highlighted truly with the whole like move of Simic on the wing. Like that'll probably be a prime example of, you know, a lack of, I mean, I don't want to, again, you know, I don't want to sound like a, a critic from the couch, but you know, like a lack of hockey IQ, a lack of like overall sense of like, of the talent that you have, like not being able to put together these guys, build the chemistry. I mean, and again, you know, we've said this on previous episodes, when you keep scratching people and when you have people like Dolan constantly in and out of the lineup, you know, you're not going to build that chemistry. Dolan, for those of you who 
uh, may not have been aware, you know, he was involved in one of the top scoring lines for the Sharks uh, this whole season. And then all of a sudden he started to get scratched. So anyways, uh, I digress. Uh, you know, so with with stories out there with, you know, Sharks media or media relations or, you know, whatever, you know, audio that they're producing out there when they're when their guys are saying that Bugner hasn't lost the locker room yet and that they're still executing his game plan. For me, that just reaffirms that take. It just reaffirms that Bugner's not going anywhere soon. Um, Honestly, when we said this before, that Bob Bugner more than likely stays in San Jose one more season, uh, one more year, you know what I'm saying? Not affected by an injuries or not affected by the pandemic and hopefully with the resurgence of fans in the building without any capacity limits. Um, but yeah, I think Booner stays in the front office until the Sharks find their new GM, But by which they'll probably you know, take one more offseason, most likely right before the 2024 NHL entry draft, to find a head coach and you know build a team together. So I, I honestly think that that would be, in, in my opinion, that might be the best approach with the whole Sharks head coach slash GM situation. Bring him in like a package deal. And um, I'm not going to reinforce that idea because we covered that in the last episode. Uh, but speaking of the potential Sharks general managers, as the Mercury News published a list of potential general managers for the Sharks, whether or not they actually uh, get an opportunity to interview for the job or if these are just, you know, um, a compiled you know list of notables, you know, we'll see. But there is one that particularly stands out, and I'll get into that gentleman in a second. But yeah, let's just review this list. This um, was published by the Mercury News. Uh, the list of potential Sharks GMs out there include um, 55-year-old Sean Burke, who is a scout and director of goaltending for the Montreal Canadiens. He recently interviewed for the uh, open GM job in Vancouver. And if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, Pierre LeBron suggested that he was a strong candidate as well on the Sharks Audio Network, but don't quote me on that. Anyways, um, Burke was part of Coyotes management group for six seasons. He's played 18 NHL seasons. Uh, he's been a part of Winter Olympic teams, and um, he was Team Canada's GM in the 2018 games. So, you know, like he has the extensive resume, not just on the ice, but also on the hockey operations of side, side of things. Um, another another notable that I thought was pretty intriguing was Chris McFarlane. Chris McFarlane is the assistant general manager of the Colorado Avalanche. He works under uh, Joe Sackett. So um, 51-year-old McFarlane, he's spent 16 years in hockey operations with uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. And then, um, you know, he turned, he essentially helped, you know, churn um, around Colorado and kind of made them like Stanley Cup contenders, you know what I'm saying? But um, another couple notables, these are like probably players that we're all familiar with, was Scott Nickel. Uh, obviously, Scott Nickel, uh, he played for the Sounds of Sharks, and he's been with the Nashville Preds since uh, 2013 as a director of player development. And um, he's in his first season right now as a Predators assistant GM. So I don't see that being like legitimate. You know, he just got his first year as an assistant general manager. So, I, you know, it's just fun to talk about because he was an ex-shark, right? Um, Kevin Weeks, everyone knows him as a goaltender. He's also um, doing um, some work with NHL Network and ESPN. 
Um, if he was to be considered for a job and hired, he would become the NHL's first black general manager. So if, you know, the Sharks are looking to set, you know, break barriers and set milestones, Kevin Weeks might be uh, a popular choice. But the one that I think takes the whole cake and not saying any preference here, but, you know, this one, it shows favor, not just um, like amongst reporters, but also amongst the fan base. But there's um, Eric Tulski. I hope I'm saying that correct. Pardon me if I'm not. But um, on the Carolina Hurricanes website, Tulsi is listed as having a BA in chemistry and physics from Harvard University and a PhD in chemistry from UC Berkeley. So he's native. Like, well, you know, he's, you know, he's familiar in this area. I guess he has some report here in this area. Uh, apparently, he had a two-year postdoctoral study with the Naval Research uh, Laboratory in Washington, D.C. So he's done some government uh, contract work here. Uh, he's also has high tech industry experience, twelve years worth. So you can see where we're getting at here, right? He's an educated, educated um, individual. He's um, obviously on the hockey scene, uh, most notably for his analytics. We'll get into that in a second, or his, you know, his statistics. But you know, he has a tech background. Okay, he has a tech background. He has like nineteen U.S. patents. This is all on the Carolina uh, Carolina Hurricanes website. Um, and you know, like he's, he's focused on using now technology for like, you know, DNA sequencing. So point trying to get at is like almost everything about this guy's background story aligns with the Bay area and it aligns with a team whose, um, you know, home is the capital of Silicon Valley, uh, Chicago Blackhawks recently interviewed him as well. So he is in the market. This isn't just some like, um, uh, speculation or like, you know, some just pure like hockey rumor talk here. This is like someone who's actively in the market and um on their webpage the black cops webpage they highlighted tolski is um they highlighted his publishing and advanced hockey uh statistical analysis so this guy has been doing some deep deep hockey uh you know deep dives in hockey and stats and you know helping the clubs create their future um you know for a better part of the last 10 years anyways um so, yeah, he's um, apparently he contributed to NHLnumbers.com. Um, he's also did his own like website through SB Nation uh, called Outnumbered or something like that. I'm not trying to you know do a bunch of promos, so I'm gonna kind of cut it short here. But essentially, his work is published with you know uh, major you know publications and whatnot, including the Washington Post. Um, so. You know, if you're looking for someone who's like on the same level in terms of education, the same level in terms of like industry with, uh, you know, the owner, Hazel Plattner, this might be the guy, you know, not trying to do any spoiler alerts here. But, um, you know, Joe Will also made some comments and I believe president of the Sharks as well. They kind of uh, mirrored each other in terms of their answers when they're interviewed on, you know, the qualifications of what they're looking for for the next Sharks GM. And, you know, they said they're open they're open to, you know, a variety of experience, a diverse background, whether it's former players or, you know, um, like agents or scouts, essentially. But anyways, long story short is, you know, Joe Will talked about, like, you know, if the if the next candidate's strengths are strategic, if, you know, um, you know, if they're more of a strategist, so to speak. Uh, the president of Sharks talked about, you know, their decision will be also based on, um, in terms of their backgrounds, you know, like 
what that would mean for the Sharks for, you know, how they could support the next candidate. Um, you know, someone with the X amount of experience may need only so much amount of support versus like maybe a former player. Like if they decide to put Patty Marlowe in the, in the office, just kidding. Anyways. So yeah, you know, um, this, this guy, he seems like, you know, if, if the stars were aligned, so to speak, looking for, you know, someone who has experience in the Bay area, someone who's a tech background, um, someone who's educated and published. Well, yeah, this kind of like, you know, slaps the puck or slap shots the puck into the net, so to speak. So yeah, um, if this is, if this is true, you know, then maybe, maybe the sharks will have a GM sooner rather than later. If you know, he's a preferred candidate and perhaps, you know, there won't have to be waiting one whole year, which is what it kind of seems like may happen. And, you know, another year of Bob Bugner, you know, anyways. So, yeah, I mean, for the most part, I think, you know, we covered, just about everything I just wanted to, um, you know, chit chat about and share some of the more recent topics and some of the, some of the buzz going on here in sharks territory. And yeah, I believe, you know, that's going to do it for this Sunday afternoon. Uh, thank you everybody who's, you know, tuned in and joined live on Instagram, Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. I'm your host, Aaron James. Don't forget to follow us at shark city hockey. And um, yeah, check us out. Check out our webpage at uh, sharkcityhockey.com. And until next time, I'm going to end the program as I usually do. Let's go, Sharks. Everyone have a great rest of your weekend. See you later.